episode of My Climate Diet, the podcast where I'm shedding the pounds of greenhouse gas emissions. I'm Lisa Pettibone, and I'm on week three of Corona Lockdown. I'm doing okay, though. How are you? I was going to talk about how to turn this crisis into opportunity today, looking at degrowth as a way out. But as I was finishing the script, I thought, this feels like an overreach. And the last thing we need right now, or the last thing I need anyway, is to tire myself out in a time that's already especially stressful. So instead, I'm going to dial it back a notch, tell you how I've been coping, how I've dealt with the challenges I gave myself the last two weeks, and think about what I'm going to try to do the next two weeks. So what I challenged myself to do at the beginning of my corona lockdown was to, well, I challenged myself to do three particular things. And the first was to eat more food out of my pantry. I've done pretty well with this and... I think the best part about it is I've discovered some food that I'd forgotten about, in particular some cacao nibs that I bought a couple years back, embarrassingly. So I've been sprinkling those on cereal in the morning and generally just really enjoying that they're in my life right now. I'm trying not to overdo it, aiming for at least one meal largely from the oldest food in my pantry every week. This has been a nice way to stay busy and feel like I'm doing something useful in the process of eating, which has to happen a few times a day. Second, I wanted to read a big book off my bookshelf. I have a hardcover edition of John Irving's first three novels, and I'm halfway through the second. But here, I have to admit, it's been a slog. I've found it hard to read frivolous fiction during this time. So I'm modifying this challenge for April to reading books off my shelves that challenge me and help me think about solutions. As you know, I'm a sustainability freak, so I want to get into some of the sustainability books that I've been looking at that have been gathering dust, but that I haven't been reading. Top of the list are digging deeper into degrowth and reading Was würdest du tun? the book from a Berlin-based nonprofit on guaranteed basic income. More on that in a moment. The last challenge that I gave myself was going out and enjoying the weather. I've been really good at this, making a point of going out with my family several times a week. Because of our situation, it's easiest for me to work when my husband and son are out, which means if I'm not careful, I stay in all day. So I've been creative in finding time to work so that I can still enjoy the sun. And I'm looking forward to seeing thick, lush grass in the park with social distancing policies here in Berlin that mean no chilling outside. Now, it's been really tricky doing this podcast all year, actually, but particularly with Corona, because I know that I, as an individual, can't really reduce my carbon emissions that much anymore. The three things that I just mentioned that I've been doing the last two weeks, I haven't even calculated them. I would suspect I've saved maybe a kilogram of carbon from these challenges, maybe 10 to 20 from the fact that I'm now working remotely rather than using public transportation to get to work. And these are just drops in the bucket. It, it feels silly 
to give you tips on how to reduce your personal emissions when most of the ways that you can do that have already been forced on you because of this global health crisis. So that's why I wanted to talk about degrowth in general this week. As I was writing it up, I realized that it came across as very teachy. And I don't want this to be Lisa as the teacher talking to you about the right way to be. The point of this podcast is me shedding the pounds of greenhouse gas emissions. And I see that part of that is my personal challenges for myself. But part of that is thinking more broadly about my role in the world and what sort of life I can live to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, not just from my personal carbon footprint. At the same time, this self-imposed slash government-imposed slash society-imposed quarantine has made daily life much more challenging in a way that it seems even sillier to give myself extra challenges on top. So I'm really trying to think of ways that I can reduce my carbon emissions that also make life living in this corona reality easier and life after the corona reality easier. I don't want to be giving myself extra homework assignments so that I feel guilty when I don't achieve them, especially considering the fact that I have way less time for myself and just generally less emotional, psychological capacity to be at my climate best. With all of that prologue, I've been thinking about a couple challenges. So I'm going to maybe put these as optional, as how about this? I'm going to think about these as a can-do list rather than a to-do list for the next few weeks. First, on the reading front. I just ordered a bunch of books on sustainable agriculture for a class I'm teaching. So I might share some general reading tips on the blog or do an episode on some of these topics in the future. In particular, I've been reading lately a lot about soil, so I want to look into carbon capturing gardening. I have a little bit of a balcony garden, but it's kind of a joke. We have mint and we have chives and we have a little bit of room to grow more. I would like to look into that and hopefully plant some new seeds and plant some new stuff to eat or to enjoy. My next can do is that the last time I mentioned the book on guaranteed basic income by the nonprofit group Mein Grund Einkommen, I said that I wanted to do, well, I was participating in their reading group and that I wanted to do an episode on the book. Unfortunately, I think it was the day after the last episode came out, they canceled their book club due to corona. Apparently, too many participants were afraid of transmitting the disease through the mail or in-person meetings. I talked with one of the women who works there and really strongly urged her to get the book club up and running because I think now is a really good time to do so. She understood all my concerns, said they'd worked out all the angles, things like ebooks, etc., 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 and none of them really worked. So what she recommended was listening to their podcast, which is on their website, mine 
grundeinkommen.de. Another thing that they're doing, especially for Corona, is they're giving out on April 1st 30 basic incomes for the next six months. So you can also go to their website and sign up for the lottery, and maybe you'll get a guaranteed basic income to offset income losses thanks to Corona. My can-do here is to read their book. My next can-do is thanks to the virtual DC Environmental Film Festival, I've been watching a lot of great short environmental documentaries with my son. He's almost three, so he's on the cusp of a whole new world of educational possibilities. So one thing I want to do in the next few weeks is spend more of the extra time I have with him teaching him about the natural world. I'm going to keep it simple, showing him images and videos of plants and animals so he can be inspired to learn more when he's ready. One thing I've noticed in our time together is he really, really enjoys learning about plants and animals. He's definitely not ready to learn more about why they're important or what he can do. So I'm going to be focusing on giving him more input that is, I'll say, naturally based to kind of fill out a lot of his favorites, which are ninjas and Lego. Two of my favorite documentaries that I've seen with him that I can really recommend for parents who are at home with young children are March of the Newts, which is about newts in the Pacific Northwest of the United States, and A Walk Through the Land of a Thousand Hills, which follows a park ranger in a Rwandan national park. Both are less than 15 minutes, have lots of beautiful imagery, and are easy even for a toddler to digest. I'll put the links to these on my website, myclimatediet.org. Now the final can-do thing that I would like to do is get more involved in Extinction Rebellion. I have now missed two onboarding events, one of which because I was exhausted and the second of which because the online technology did not work. And I really want to become active in this organization. I had wanted to do this before Corona. And fortunately with Corona, they have a lot of online options to get involved. So I'm going to try to take advantage of that and really find my place in the organization in Berlin because... As I've said before, this is a group whose mission I really support and I think a very, very important direction for individuals to move in if we really do care about avoiding the worst effects of climate change, which means taking dramatic and serious action within the next eight years to turn this ship around. So those are my can-do items. My can-do challenges, I guess. My can-do invitations, if you will. I hope if you're feeling overwhelmed by corona, by climate change, or just by life in general, that you can give yourself the can-do invitation to take it easy, to not give yourself a challenge. Because even though we need to be going full speed ahead to fight climate change, we can't do that without taking a break every now and then to regenerate. So yeah, that's where I am right now. What's giving me hope this week? 
Beyond the fact that the DC Environmental Film Festival is online, which I can't stop talking about, I'm so obsessed with this, uh, Berlin is giving me hope this week. Part of how I cope in this new corona reality is by checking the day's infection rates here and around the globe, and Berlin's have been so motivating. The doubling rate here is seven days, which is great. And as I mentioned last time, the solidarity that I've seen among my neighbors and among other other residents of Berlin, it's really been a pleasure to witness. It's been great to see the ratcheting up of social distancing actions and also how seriously people take them, but at the same time, with as much joy as is possible for a city that is generally very dour and angry. I go out as much as I can with my husband and my son to get our kind of our physical activity and our daily dose of sun. And it's been really nice to see how people adapt to the new social convention of getting out of each other's way without making it seem like they you find the other person gross or scary. Um, so that's it's a fine line, but it's something that Berliners are doing really well. Those of you out there, there is hope. We will come out the other side and we will pick up the climate fight where we left off. Stay strong and drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. This podcast is a labor of love and you can show me you care by telling me why you listen at Lisa at myclimatediet.org. Thanks to David from Quince for letting me use his wonderful music. And if you want to stay up to date, follow me on Twitter at Lisa Pettibone. And don't forget to rate My Climate Diet on Apple Podcasts. That makes it easier for other people to find me and start their own climate diet. Because if everyone went on a climate diet, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Oh,